talked about trying to make this into a film, the memoir, yeah. which is incredibly compelling because it's also, you know, Maziar was in prison. His father had been imprisoned right. under the Shah, his sister under Khomeini. So you have these generations lost to uh, these regimes that are suppressing their people, not just uh, against the West, allied with the West. So it's this incredible sort of generational story as well. So we were trying to get it made into a film. We made lists of writers that we loved. And okay, it, but wait a minute. I mean, you, know, you were trying to get it made into a film. Was there a moment when you said, I want to make a film? I want to see a film made about this. Was it when you read this? Was it when you got involved in the well, story? When, used to, when we used to meet for breakfast okay. and, and we thought it was just, uh, it, it's something that I thought was a really relevant topic to today's, the way that information has been democratized, the changing definition of who is a journalist, who is not a journalist, the way that these you know, 20th century regimes have to find a way to suppress a new medium of information. You know, I just thought it was uh, a very compelling, along with the really amazing sort of observations that he made while in prison, the humor that he was able to maintain, the family story. It, it, I just thought it was beautifully done. Had you been looking for a film to make, produce, direct? Oh, no. That part, no. I mean, if the police academy came my way, I wouldn't turn it down. You know, you missed that. Get back in the game, but no, uh, not not at all. This was, yeah. and I was going to produce it. Yeah, I think that what's uh, our first conversations was about family and humor, yeah. the film, because I mean, John is a satirist and comedian, I think. Something, yeah, along, something those along those lines. <laughs> so he was interested in the humor <laughs> in the book, but right. also he was interested in the family aspect of it, because even in the film, right. the main characters are two male characters, Gael and Kim Batnia, who are the more amazing in the film, right. protagonists of the film, but the heart and soul of the film really belongs to three amazing women my mother, my sister, and my wife, who are right. portrayed by three amazing actresses. Right. So during those first breakfasts, maybe six or seven first breakfasts, yeah. we kept on talking about humor in the book and humor in the story and also the family, the women in my life. Right. And so how did you, what, how do you find humor in this? I, I didn't, he did. That was his, that was his fault. Well, I think it was, you know, in, in some respects, it's, it's a test case yeah. for what you always imagine, but it's, it's hypothetical. This idea that even under the most duress, even under the most oppressive conditions, humor can be uh, a shield. It can, it, it, it's what separates you from those that believe they have a monopoly on the truth, uh, these authoritarian uh, type regimes. And to see Maziar be able to retain that and have to somehow find a way to keep himself alive, keep his own humanity alive, and finding the humor in what was truly an absurd situation. They accused him of being a spy. He's not a spy, and as evidence, they showed him a clip from The Daily Show, right. where Jason Jones, in a yes. kafia and sunglasses, <laughs> yes. says to him in a cafe, as an American spy, I'm a spy. Tell me, why is your country so terrifying? They played that for him. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that strange to you because you interviewed Ahmadinejad, right. I don't know, seven or eight times. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, you may not admit it, but I'm sure sometimes after the interview, you would just go to your, say to yourself, this guy is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Of I did. You did, okay. Yeah, exactly. So well, imagine our, being interrogated by Ahmadinejad and being repeated everything that he said in those half an hour interview to you. 
for 118 days. So eventually my interrogator really became my muse. So when I was being interrogated in the interrogation room and after I went to my cell, I, would just, I was just thinking about uh, our conversations and I was rehearsing it in my head. And all I did after coming out of prison was just transcribing all those observation and ridiculous uh, conversations that we had. Mm -hmm. Now, welcome. It's good to see you again. Good to see you as well. Thank you. How did you get involved? When did John call you and say, I've got a great part for you? Uh, not long, I mean, not, um, not a long time before shooting it. I mean, uh, it was, what, like uh, three months before? We had to like find that? Gael deep in the jungles of the Amazon. <laughs> Play another revolutionary. He was, he was in a loincloth running through the, the jungles of the Amazon. That's true. Yeah, I was doing, uh, playing a psychedelic Rambo kind of character. And, and so the, the change was very, very exciting. But you, know? you come from a place where they've seen dictators as well. Well, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen an institutionalized dictatorship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, I mean, when you read the book and when you read the script, did you say, "Wow, this is I'm glad this you, story I have yes, to tell"? And I'm glad you you asked me like uh, stating that I come from.